Hi, this is Dan Kennedy. Since the dawn of time, there's been one thing and one thing only that separates humans from animals in the general scheme of evolution, our ability to tell stories and also television. So two things really. And this podcast incorporates both of those things. And also a third thing, podcasting. This is peak human story TV pod telling. Welcome. Welcome to Vanderpump Robs, a sexy, unique recap podcast. I'm your host, Rob Schulte. On this show, I recap an episode of Vanderpump Rules, and then I have a guest bring me a handful of things that drove them absolutely bonkers about the ep in question. All of this culminating in me choosing the dumpster moment of the episode. Today's expert guest is Leah Palmieri from Decider.com. And who am I? I'm a VPR fan, and that's all you need to know. Okay, but it might be helpful to know that I'm a podcast producer and a host. I co-host Pumpkin Spice Podcast and the TV show show with my buddy Brittany High. For the Maximum Fun Network, I produce the podcasts Friendly Fire and The Greatest Discovery. Okay, let's not waste any more time. On this episode of Vanderbump Robs, we're talking about the series premiere. The episode that started it all. Welcome to Sir. At the beginning of the series, we're told Lisa Vanderpump and her husband, Ken Todd, have two restaurants in West Hollywood, Villa Blanca and Sir, a.k.a. the sexy, unique restaurant. After an opening segment reminding us how sexy everyone is, we see that although the staff may not be the best at their jobs, besides Peter... They all bring an individual energy to Sir that makes the restaurant even more unique than you may have thought. We meet Sheena, who is new to Sir, and she's having a hard time fitting in. She recently uh, dated Eddie Cibrian, the husband of Brandy Glanville, Lisa's Real Housewives co-star. It got messy. Sheena's also an aspiring performer who's currently recording a demo track, and she's not seeing eye to eye with her co-worker Stasi. Stasi's already been on two reality shows, but more on that later. And she's incredibly rude to Sheena because of Sheena's past dating decisions. Stasi thinks Sheena may attempt to steal her boyfriend Jax, which would be huge because Stasi feels like her relationship with Jax helps guide their friend group somehow. The closest friends in that friend group at this point would be Kristen and Katie. We don't hear much from Katie in this episode, but she's obviously in the inner circle and also wants to start a record label. Kristen, on the other hand, wants a very non-specific form of fame. She gets plenty of auditions, but still needs her job at Sir to pay the bills. In five years, Kristen wants to be known for, quote, the work that she does. Kristen lives with her boyfriend, Tom. But before we get to Tom, I'd like to 
cut to a clip of Sir Manager Peter Madrigal. He can help explain the tricky relationship history of our cast. I used to date Stassi, who's now with Jax. We used to live with Tom, who is now dating Kristen, who's best friends with Stassi and Katie. Oh, and uh, Katie and I also hooked up, but now she's dating Tom Schwartz, who used to live with Tom Sandoval and Kristen. Yeah, it's a little crazy. So, Tom Sandoval is an aspiring actor and musician who's pretty damn good at making cocktails. Tom thinks that he and Kristen will have a family and a house in five years. But for context, in five years at the time of the show would be season six. And at the time of this podcast recording, we're in the middle of VPR season eight. Tom also appears to have some empathy with Sheena. He has this wild idea that a person's past may not define who they are in their current restaurant job. Most nights at Sir, Tom bartends alongside Jax. I sleep on the couch. Jax is originally from Florida and has reinvented himself in L.A. He's dating Stassi and feels like he can really do no right in her eyes, but he's pretty sure that he loves her. Jax says he and Stassi are a couple that have a heated passion, which some may say is coded language for toxic. I guess we'll find out. Of course, tying this episode up with a nice pink bow is Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa holds a team meeting to make sure that the staff behave like a family. She also thinks that the staff need to check themselves, especially Stassi. And to help jumpstart that, she gives Sheena a little tough love, tells her to stick up for herself, and stop letting Stassi walk all over her. Whew. Did I leave anything out? Use the hashtag VPROBS. Let me know what you thought were some of the most important issues in this episode. All right, we're going to take a break, but afterwards I talk with Decider.com host and Bravo superfan Leah Palmieri. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Brittany, this podcast is made possible by our supporters on Patreon. That's so true. This is a labor of love. We enjoy every show that we create together, but we were able to bring another person onto the team, and that's Jeremy, and we can pay him through the people who give us like five bucks a month over on Patreon. It's awesome. It's amazing. We're so glad to have Jeremy, and we appreciate having supporters like our Patreon members, and we want more. More the merrier. Yeah, it's true. You pay $7 for Netflix, but you can also pay for any sort of content that you enjoy. Um, This is no guilt to anyone. These podcasts are free, but if you enjoy it for the price of a cup of coffee, you can get us some happiness, some payment to someone who helps us, and bonus episodes. The more patrons we have, the more episodes we can do. Imagine, I mean, let's come up with the number. Let's just say 6,000 patrons. Sure. <laughs> we would just do episodes every day. It's true. Every single day we would do an episode. I mean, just think about that. 
So I think our, our big goal is 6,000 patrons. Yeah. And let's just say this year, because we don't know what year, what we're counting by, which Gregorian calendar, uh, <laughs> we'll start with trying to get 50 patrons. How about that? Yeah. Let's just start with 50. Yeah, and then we'll 6,000 will be step two. But the only way we're going to do that is people go to patreon.com slash pinkjeans and uh, pledge their support. That's right. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Vanderpump Robs. I'm Rob Schulte. This is part two of this episode. Here with me today is host and writer at Decider.com and Bravo superfan, Leah Palmieri. Yay! Hey, how are you? Hi, Rob. I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. Yeah. This has been a dream project of mine for at least a year since I started watching the show. Wow. Um, I binged everything very quickly. Yeah. Have you been watching in real time? Um, We're this, in season eight right Yeah, now, this season, so. yes. In real time, yes. Were you a binger previously? No, I've okay. been a real timer. Okay, so you've yeah. real-timed VPR since relatively season one? Well, I was in and out on okay. early seasons, okay. I will say. Um, Fair. But then, you know, like the show does, I was all in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you I was all in. Yeah. All yeah. in. You were the number one viewer. <laughs> I don't know if that's I'm ever the number been. number one. Yeah, you can be the number one. I don't know if I've ever been the number one, but like I'm definitely a viewer for sure. Yes. I am a viewer of the show. <laughs> yes. I've written things about it. Yes, no. I have. Yes. You know, recently okay. I wrote a review of this current season, like just at the very beginning. Um, and that was based off of just the first episode. Sure. But I knew that this season is giving me everything I need this show to deliver directly to me. Um, and I just feel great about this season as a whole that we're like currently in. Like some te- some seasons I'm like, I don't know. But based on kind of the trailer alone, or I don't know if you remember or watched multiple times the way that <laughs> I did, but the trailer for this season I just thought was absolutely brilliant and totally bonkers. And just knowing where everything is going between Jackson and Brittany's wedding, mm-hmm. um, even like the fallout with Kristen, which I am like nervous about, but also like need to see what happened and leading to Stassi's engagement, like all of these big milestones for these people. I'm like, I need to see all of it now. I've I've grown up with these folks. Um. Well, that would <laughs> okay, imply. You know, yeah, <laughs> that would imply that I've grown up, and also that they've grown up. True, I don't want to be so bold as to imply either of those things. So <laughs> I've visited this journey alongside these folks. I have been living my life parallel to the way that they have been living their lives. Yeah, so perfect. yeah, <laughs> you're the writer, not me. So I do I'm think, the viewer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that like just one thing in in this idea of. Uh, the characters growing, let's mm, say. Yeah. I never thought if we're going to stay current season, we're about to get to episode one, yeah. listener. I, I promise you that. But Jax mm. telling Carter that he was being emotionally abusive. Yes. And that you cannot do that. You can't guilt someone. You can't gaslight them. All the words he said, I turned to my partner and yeah. I go, I never thought I would side with Jax on a thing and there's still been plenty of things i don't side on him <laughs> four episodes in and there will be many there more will, to I, come yeah. I, know. <laughs> I watched his comments about ariana yeah like holy crap oh my god like someone being able to be that self-aware but then also be like i've learned a lesson of something when i see it in someone else yeah 
were you not so proud of him? Like, I've never <laughs> been more proud of him. I was, I, I really was, uh, the, that whole scene, I was actually genuinely, like, really impressed by because he had the balls to, like, just be like, let me just get this over with, pull Carter aside, tell him how it is, and also say those things that were so true and yeah. correct and, like, sensitive in a way. Um, I, I, I love that scene. And I really, I, Jax Taylor is number one at the top of my like best reality stars list wow. he is a perfect yes. reality star there are some people that have different seasons they go up and down no matter what you think of him and his actions he was made for reality tv and i think a lot of things about his actions or his jackson oh is, that's Jackson's. terrible okay let's just <laughs> I couldn't even say i was like uh, i don't think about this i don't yet. think i said it either properly <laughs> but so before we get into the details that you have brought to the table yeah have you ever been to any of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants? I've not been to a single one. Okay. Um, I do have every intention the next time I'm in LA to go to Tom Tom. That is the one that I'm like, I do want to go check this out. But it's amazing. Yes, I've because so here's the thing. I've only heard good things about Tom Tom. I've only heard the opposite about Sir and like my brother and his wife went out there and they were there on a Tuesday. This was a couple years ago when James was like DJing, so they got the whole experience. I just I don't really like goat cheese and I just feel like there's no other reason for me to go there. Like if somebody angel was, hair pasta, I'm, I do like angel hair pasta, but like not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is like I just have only heard horror stories and kind of like I just want the restaurant to exist. Yes. In yes. the show and in my mind the way that it does without me going there and being like, oh, you know, people are always like it's so small or like whatever. Like I'm like I don't want those details. I just want it to be what it is. It needs so. to be the the living environment yeah. that we happen to see people we enjoy to view. Yeah, like I, I know it's not a set, but like anytime you go to set and you see that, like oh the walls aren't like yeah. real, like it's just like oh crap. So I don't want to have that experience. I just want Sir to live on my TV the way it does. Well, and I think that's safe. And I do think you are right on the money about going to Tom Tom. Yeah. Okay. So. We've got that. Out We've of got that. <laughs> but it is important. It's, yes, that's some uh, vital context. Okay, so we've kind of gone over this a little bit. I've I've seen some of your writings, but for Decider, have you spoken to anyone f from the show for yes. specific articles? And is there? Uh, it's been season or so since I have um, I believe like Katie and Tom are uh, you know top of the list Schwartz, of course if yeah, you're Schwartz. on if you're only Schwartz. on episode one yeah. right now Schwartz <laughs> who oh if you are like in season one is not that is not the Schwartz we know and love today but yeah Katie and Tom are like just my faves um, I enjoy Kristen very much I enjoy Sheena very much. Um, Stassi is Stassi. Mm -hmm. um, Jax is Jax. Um, I guess some people are probably just more fun to write around at certain times of the yeah. show than others. One person I like to write around, as you say, is James. Yeah, um, Because it's impossible not to have a lot of feelings about James. My current feeling is, where are you? I need you in the show right now. But other than that. More than a text photo. Yes. I need more yes, James. But I don't need more Raquel. Um, She's still learning to find her voice on the show, I think. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or how to wait. <laughs> yeah. And I saw the whole crew at BravoCon, too, which was yeah, at the which, gathering. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to go to myself. <laughs> I, next year. Next, next year. year. I'm yeah. going to be there with yeah. a with a badge. Ooh. 
maybe watch out. You know, yeah. uh, this podcast, yeah. right? Give me a page. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll see you at the Vanderpump Robs panel. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make this happen, people. Anyway, um, I think we should dive into episode one. Let's do this. And I think a proper way of looking at this um, would be how do you separate the story from the production or is it all one thing for you? It's all one thing for me, but I will say that going back to refresh my mm-hmm. memory of these episodes, um, my gosh, like the show, <laughs> the way that the stories are told and the production value has really grown and changed a lot. I agree. Some might say more than the people it's following. Some might not. Um, so just to see the evolution of the way that this show has changed mm-hmm. is really cool. But um, one thing that I think rings truer than ever is that these people are who they are and so yeah. genuinely and authentically. And so their personalities were there. And like, these are people that are made to um, have cameras in their lives Absolutely. and not pay any attention to them. So Absolutely. Um, I, you know, the amount that I cover Bravo shows every day, I realize <laughs> more and more is these people are who they are. They are who you see on TV. They like it is very rare to meet someone who is not the exact same way you see them on TV. Like they are who they are. It's like the realest zoo that there ever was. What we're watching <laughs> is like them and it's like them in their natural habitat. So like it's like National Geographic. It's not it's not a zoo. It's like this is actually where they live, how they behave and what they do. And if you want to, you know, glance as you walk by, that's great. And you should. <laughs> that's that's great. It's a National Geographic of West Hollywood. How about that? That's the quote okay. that's going on the VHS cassette. Um, okay, Leah, you've brought a couple of points to the table. Oh, yeah. And I'd like to start with uh, Sheena talking about being mistaken for Brittany. Oh, I'm glad you started there. Please. This was something that I don't know if um, maybe I was like less offended by when she first said it back in 2013 or so. Um, But hearing that now, first of all, like I was squinting at the screen, (laughs) trying to like imagine her with blonde hair. She's telling us, oh, I am mistaken for Brittany all the time. And all the time. Yeah, all the time. And that she's such a nice person that if people think that she's Brittany, she doesn't want to correct them. Instead, she has learned Brittany's signature so she could get the swoop of the bee and continue to let people believe they have just met Britney Spears. I, I I have to imagine that it's happened at least one time in her life. Now has it been more than one time? Couldn't say. Yeah. But I would imagine it's been one time because I don't know. Like, the story is so crazy that I couldn't imagine she would make that up. But I'm just like, what? Like, I, maybe I need a real side by side here, but I'm not seeing how she could be mistaken for Britney. I don't either. Do, okay, so, I was going to say, so do you see listener, <laughs> please. This is something I could very easily do in Photoshop just to, like, help myself. And I have not done this because that would make me feel I think, there, I think there's another level of how much we would need to go yeah. into that. I think that, like, I think that they introduced us to Sheena the best way possible. 100%. She yeah. had negative press. Uh, previous to the show. Sure. She sure. she gets to bring it up yep. on the show about her and Brandy. Yep. Um, and the show's wrought with fights and stuff, but you get to see Sheena's personality. And then later on, maybe we see some more of her like uh, less than positive traits. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> we see so many of those. Yes. So I, I do appreciate that. I believe that Vanderpump Rules has not only given Sheena um, a pretty uh, nice and positive start and at the same time, a fair introduction to who she is. Because, yeah, it's not it's pretty much like downhill for, for her, which I feel bad about, but not that bad. But, um, yeah, I, the Britney thing, I just was like, wow. But, yeah. you know, the, but the other thing about it, too, is that, you know, not that... Sheena's the top pop star of our time, but, you know, we will get to good as gold at some other point in life. And I don't hate that song. It will get in your head. And I give her credit for even attempting that career. But, like, to tell us that you were just approached by someone, like, was she just strolling the mall and someone was like, hey, you, you want to be a pop star? And she was like, yeah, I guess. Like, that to me, I'm just like, that is so. <laughs> I, or was makes- Shay at Starbucks? Standing in line next to her and was like, "Oh, that is possible. It could have been a pickup line. That is, I, that's my theory. That is very possible because she doesn't name him. She just says a producer wanted to launch a pop star, and I'm just like, uh, yeah, like okay, that is also disrespectful to Britney and yes, me, yes. a pop music fan, but." Yes. You know what? She's chasing her dreams. She's got the line down already about like, it's not about singing. It's about performing, which like it's a little bit more about singing than you're giving it credit for. You're you're getting on stage with music. Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I do love that she's got that line for it. Like, I do think the idea of being able to be like, well, maybe I'm not the best singer, but I can perform is at least something that you're admitting to yourself. The producer helped her with that one. You're probably right. And okay, little tangent, though. Yeah. Housewives. Yeah. Um, I only watch New York at oh, this okay. moment. Yes. But like, I have this theory that like each one of the housewives has to write like three of their opening lines and mm. then a producer's like, we'll go with this one. Oh, the, yeah, the taglines? Yeah, the taglines. Um, oh, yeah. Well, so actually currently Beverly Hills is uh, getting ready to tape theirs and Several of the wives have gone to Twitter and said, what should my tagline be? Wow. So they're outsourcing this. Several of them like do the, like, I don't really know. I guess they write them sort of, but they also go to Twitter. Yeah, they um, come with several options. OK. And then production decides which one. They well, with. yeah, we're at this point in time, we're about to get a new season of New mm. York. Yeah, soon. But this uh, previous season, Luann killed it. I just got to put it out there. I don't have any place to say this except this yeah, podcast. But, but you know, like, I plead guilty to being fabulous. Yeah. That's just owning everything. And yeah. you can feel the way you want about Luann. But that is the best tagline in that entire show, I think. Oh, I think she, you can hear how proud she is of that. As yes, that's it. exactly. So, whereas Dorinda in this season yeah. uses the word problem twice. Oh. You can't, that's too redundant. Anyway, she's got 99 problems. Yeah. So, and her tagline is And it's is your one. problem. Uh, okay, back into VPR. There's another massive, mm. massive thing that I can't say that I forgot about it. Yeah. But I haven't seen it since. Right. And that is Tom Sandoval shaving his forehead. Do you do this? I've never done it in my life. Okay, just wanted to make sure no, I wasn't that's the, the only one that wasn't shaving their forehead. It's exfoliating it. Is no, that what razor. he's trying to say? I know, but I, I feel like he his, <laughs> no. his like justification is that he's like getting rid of dead skin cells or something. No, you know he's got a serum and a mask and something <laughs> else for that too. Like you know he's got all the tools for exfoliating. And again, he didn't at the time. Maybe no, he did. But like he didn't have the right hairspray. He no, he did not. Um 
I'm like, I'm, there was a part of my soul that was like, I do need to know where that hairspray is. Like, did yeah. she just throw it out on him? Cause she was sick of hearing about it. Oh, it has to be like, I am dying to know because it feels like something he would lock in a safe every night that he cares about that much. So it was bothering me that we weren't told exactly where the hairspray was hiding at the moment. But anyway, back to the that forehead is a good title for Tom's autobiography. That'll oh. come out in 30 years. What? Where's the hairspray? Oh my yeah. gosh. Anyway, now he's probably moved on to a pomade or whatever you put in there. Got to keep up with fashion. Do. Yeah. Yeah. He just sort of drags the razor across his forehead. Like it ain't no thing. And I'm just <laughs> sort of like, wait, it, and and even the way that it's shown is in just a brief moment. Then we move along with life. I felt I needed uh, an interview piece yes. there of him explaining exactly what he was doing to his face. Because, like, also, I can't for my own self have in my Google searches Tom Sandoval shaving forehead <laughs> because I'm sure Andy probably asked about it at some point. But, like, if I spend any more of my life searching for it. I just can't. And I don't think I could ever do it as a, in a personal grooming routine because probably once in like eighth grade, I tried to shave the hair in between my eyebrows sure, and yeah. took off a chunk of my yeah, eyebrow. Uh-huh. No, I get you that. You don't want that. You don't no. want that. No, I get it. I'm really good with my brows nowadays. Yeah, they look but... great. They look great. And again, it's pretty much every single other part of the face that is shaved. Yeah. And so that's why this is just so unexpected. If it were him, you know, plucking away with some tweezers and eyebrows, oh, 100%. And I would have no problem with that. I get it. He's got the dark hair. Get it. But I do believe this show, like you said, owed us an explanation as to what is happening. And you know what? Still owe us an explanation. (laughs) I mean, kind of when he then does the hairspray and then he seems to be doing little twisty things. It seemed. I think that if I may. Yeah. I think that is a thing that dudes do because they will never be 100 percent satisfied with their hair. And this way, like the twisty, just the little like. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing something here. Like, it's As like, audience, I'm, I'm like, uh, yeah. my, both of our hands are in our yeah. hair like we're primates <laughs> right now. Like but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you you're, you know you're not doing something, but you might get it to shift one direction. I appreciate you bringing some logic to this. Okay. I, if he was just running his hands through his hair and even like fluffing a bit, like, I get that. This, I just... <laughs> Okay, we've already spent too much time trying to ever make sense of something that Tom Sandoval does, but this was zoo-like. I really was was watching what was happening here. Yeah, Yeah. well, National Geographic. Yeah, that's true. That's true, because this is natural. They're real. They're free. Uh Yeah. They might be locked into contracts, but they got a house. Uh, You know what? Yeah. Let's let's move on to a more frightening situation. Great. Uh, That was scary for one reason. This is scary for more direct and passionate reasons. Stasi says something that we're not allowed to forget. Yes. Or Jax in particular is not allowed to forget. And I was having trouble on finding the level of jokiness sure. in there. Sure. She is the devil and don't you forget it. I and will not. You will not because the show will make sure of it because that is maybe the most popular clip that they've ever used of her. I mean, they seem to use it often, like all the time in every season. Just a reminder. Yeah, just a reminder. And we have now, at this point in time, come to learn a lot about Stassi. You know, she loves murder. Like she likes spooky, murdery, true crimey type of things. And so that's something we know about her now. And so, you know, this line is iconic. I personally like, I don't know what I've done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio better. That's still to come. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but that just said more. 
But this devil line, I think I, if I were to guess, she still stands by it. She meant it at the time and she's happy to remind people of it now. I think she's probably proud of it. But I felt like in watching this back now, it was used in a way that she, while she delivers it very deadpan, was sort of playful and sort of a, you know, go like a jab back and mm-hmm. forth at Jackson. To me, it was sort of like just more of a retort, if you will. If you think I'm the devil, the devil is what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And so it to me was a sort of a more casual delivery when you watch it through the scene now it's used as a clip and in the clip it's very chilling because like without the context of like they were sitting there he was being a douche it's like and she was it was really just a form of her standing up for herself absolutely now it's just used sort of like without the context like i am the devil and it makes her sound so bitchy and evil and again when she wants to be and i fully support her in her actions in that way. I would um, like to also fully support. Yeah. I think she is someone, I'm going to say this and maybe later I'll remember something, but I believe for the most part, she acts it with conviction. Like she has, I can she, see that. the way that yeah. she behaves is not usually random and yeah. usually has some meaning behind it as we're, you know, seeing now with the Kristen stuff and all that. But so in delivering that line to Jax, she said it for a reason. And that reason, I think, has been sort of shifted just in the way that it's um, been presented to us throughout the seasons, because I don't think she she's not going to be a devil to you unless you want rage texter yeah, at 230 yes, in the morning. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I think I don't think devil is her default, but I do think it is easily triggered um, when necessary. Oh, there are so many times where like, I'm like, I got to channel my Stasi here <laughs> in this moment. And, uh, you know, we've all been the devil. Don't you forget it. So. <laughs> but it, it's, it was nice to have a refresh of like the birth of that. There, there are so many things that are going to be brought up over the course of season yes. one of this podcast that I am just flabbergasted that, something that didn't mean something at the time when I watched it for the first time and now seeing like I was blown away that the first time we go into Sir Tom Schwartz is sitting at the bar yeah oh yeah and he's talking with Tom Sandoval and I think he's just like this goofy dude who's like oh oh I've worked in a bar before I know the dude who just hangs at the bar when I'm at work but he's become so much more Maybe in a future episode, we should talk some more about Tom Schwartz and uh, because, you know, some fights happen. Anytime. The thing about Tom Schwartz, I will say in that moment is is you're exactly right. It's the kind of thing where sometimes if I'm reading a book and I'm in the character is like a weird name, I'm like, this character doesn't seem like they're going to last throughout this book. So I'm not even going to bother to like pay attention Mm -hmm. to who they are. And that's how I felt about Tom Schwartz in the moment where it's sort of like you could blink and miss him and sort of not even he's just like a guy that's there. I it, there was no foreshadowing to how important a figure Tom Schwartz would become to the show. I'm still thinking about like the surprise that Tom Schwartz pulled on us all by being on this show for oh multiple gosh. seasons oh, and Tom staying Schwartz. with yeah. Katie and yeah. every we'll get to it in future episodes we everyone. Will, but before we end this episode there's a small mm. topic that we had discussed uh, the final topic and that would be the Sir uniforms. You're right. It is very small. Yes. <laughs> it's a teeny, teeny tiny topic. Yeah. And they all joke about it. They all joke about, you know, you got to be this to work at Sir because the uniforms or yeah. whatever. They are a tissue. They are like a Kleenex with a colorful pattern. 
And then in season eight, they comment on how they need new dresses again, but they've got new dresses. And there's, there's these things that parallel between the new season and this first season, which we were talking about, like Sheena's now making Dana polish the glasses, but that's what Sheena had to do. And the Sir uniforms were, you didn't wear underwear with them in the first season. Now Dana's getting made fun of for not. And I cannot understand the level that this show is is trying to bring me in circular logic. Season eight is just calling back to season one in so many ways. And I'm really appreciating it. Yes. Um, but yeah, the uniforms have always been an issue. You know, watching them put these on. And I will say this. I will going to say one positive thing about them. Um, they all have they're all beautiful ladies. They have great bodies. And the way that these, uh, you know, napkins move on their body, <laughs> <laughs> colorful flowy napkins they it does look really beautiful when they walk like it does kind of flow it, a does bit. Flow. Like, it looks it like looks, the opening credits yeah like <laughs> it really it is they do look good on them but like if they were going to wear them to vegas to a night out like not to serve me goat cheese balls you know what i mean like i don't want you bringing my pasta over and like me mistaking your what is supposed to be a dress as like a napkin. And also the note that it takes 25 minutes to tape themselves into it. If it took me 25 minutes to put anything on, I would never wear it. Nope. Which says more about me than it does these dresses, maybe. But that is a real process. And yeah, they're just like gross. And the fact that they can't wear bras with them, fine. like fine. I mean, sure. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, each their I, own. Sure. A lot of these breasts are standing on their own and they don't need the support of a bra. And that is wonderful. I'm less concerned with the bra and more about the underwear. Like I do, they're, they're way too see through to not have underwear on. And also, again, this is a dining establishment. Yeah. Your butt is closer to your plate. Like, yeah, just put some undies it's on. It's real close. <laughs> Real close. I'm not a conservative man, but don't put your butt near my yeah. goat cheese balls, okay? <laughs> fair. I Le- feel like that's a fair request. Yes. Yeah. Leah, thank you for being on episode one of Vanderpump Robs. Thank you so much, Rob. Is there anything you'd like to plug? I would say stay tuned to Decider.com and check out our Instagram, Decider, D-O-T-C-O-M, because we do a lot of fun Vanderpump gifts um, and other content there. So um, if you like Bravo and Vanderpump stuff, that's where I work. That's the cool stuff we're doing. And um, I'm the devil, and don't you forget it. Wow, Leah's a blast. And we've come to the point where I have to call out the dumpster moment of the episode. In the future, this may be more of a metaphorical segment, but today we're going literal. At the end of the episode, we see Sheena confront Stasi in the back of the restaurant near the dumpsters. Throughout the course of Vanderpump Rules, a lot of iconic events happen in this location. So it's only fitting that in episode one of Vanderpump Robs, we showcase the dumpster in all of its glory. Let's hear a clip. I don't like what you've done. And someone came up to me and goes, did you see Sheena hitting on Jax? Like you have these insecurities. Okay. You think I'm going to like start hitting on yeah, your boyfriend? Because of course I, I have insecurities about that. I've been cheated on. Problem. I have been cheated on. Your boyfriend and your relationship. No, you I obviously have trust issues. You yes, I do have trust issues. I've been cheated on by all my past boyfriends. So when I see a girl like you, because I've never like me, I have a boyfriend. I am in a very happy relationship. That's all for this episode of Vanderpump Robs. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Positive reviews are especially important in the early days of a podcast's launch and become increasingly important for the longevity of a podcast. Please consider taking two minutes and leaving a sentence about the show. If it's a question, I'll answer it on a future episode, as long as you've rated me five stars. 
And if you'd like to support Vanderpump Robs financially, please head on over to patreon.com slash pink jeans. Pink like the color, jeans like the pants. Patreon.com slash pink jeans. In addition to this show, you'll see that I also co-host two other shows, Pumpkin Spice Podcast and the TV Show Show. So if you liked this, you'll definitely enjoy those. Share this podcast online with the hashtag VPROBS. Tell a friend, and we'll see you next time on Vanderpump Robs. <laughs>